and welcome to Have Another Cuppa with me, Daisy Williams. My guest this week is the lovely Karis Whedon. She is currently a student at the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. So today we're talking about why she decided to go back into education and do an MA and a little bit about her exciting new project that's happening in two days time, the 4th of July. But I'll let her tell you a little bit more about it all. So you're at Royal Welsh College at the minute? Yeah. And you're studying arts management. Mm-hmm. What is arts, arts management for well, people who don't know? <laughs> good question. I think it wasn't until I actually started the course that I fully knew what arts management was either. But it's a combination of things really. I've got a lot of modules on the course. Um, so a module in fundraising, um, a module in marketing, creative learning, finance. Um, we just learn so many different skills um, just across the board really and particularly obviously some business and management mm. um, module as well mm. and yeah there's a and there's a, like a variety of us on the course you know some of us have got a background in music some of us have got a background in drama some even in art as well we've got a few um, visual oh, cool. artists as well oh, wow. on the course this year so yeah in a nutshell it's kind of a, re- a real variety of, mm. of, of things. And would you say it's more just the business side um, or is it a mixture? Because it seems like a lot of the modules are quite business related or based. Um, how you'd run, when I say business, how you'd run a theatre, yeah. run a yeah. theatre company or something like that. Yeah, it's definitely more, I'd say, quite business mm. focused, yeah. Um, and obviously with the management tied in, mm. you know, so if we were just to go into an organisation, we would know about all the different departments mm. in the organisation, how they all kind of work. And it's quite practical as well. So we have oh, okay. um, a lot of work placements mm. as well on the course, which um, I think has been really beneficial because that's, I have to say, where I've learned the most, mm. kind of when you're on the job and you're, you're, you know, you're doing it, that's when mm. you really do learn a lot. And I've also learned a lot about how organisations run mm-hmm. as well. Um, we also have a lot of guest lecturers that come oh, in, nice. um, especially like the local um, practitioners and people from different organisations, mainly in Cardiff, but from outside as well, across Wales. And... Um, they are really interesting because mm. we kind of hear firsthand, you know, from someone who's actually working in the industry, yeah. what it's like. So who do you think has been the most interesting person? For me, I think head. one of the <laughs> two of the, I, there's, there's two, I think um, Johnny Cotson mm-hmm. um, and Elise Davison from oh, Taking cool. Flight Theatre Company. Mm. And I found them particularly interesting because... Um, that's kind of where my interest lies, mm-hmm. you know, in kind of access and inclus- inclusive theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really found the lectures really interesting. Fab. So how did you find arts management? So you did your first degree in Birmingham? Yes, yeah, yes. University of Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was creative writing and drama. It was English lit. Oh, English lit, Yeah, sorry. English lit and drama, that's yeah. okay. Um, I did, I did want to do creative mm. writing, actually. That was one of my, like options um but I just went with English lit in the end so there was joint honours mm-hmm. because I couldn't really decide between the two subjects yeah. when I was at my A-levels which one I preferred um and I'm glad that I did go with joint honours mm-hmm. in the end because um I enjoyed drama you know there's a lot of practical like a practical mm-hmm. elements drama but I think um the three years kind of I decided that English lit was more suited to me 
and I kind of recognised that I didn't really want to have a career in acting anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was beneficial then because yeah. I could kind of, I made my mind up then, mm-hmm. really, in terms of what I wanted to do in the future. Yeah. Um, I also did a year abroad as well. Oh, I wow. Was, Where yeah, did you go? I went to Amsterdam. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, and that was, that was incredible. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would love to live there again. Yeah, so what did you do? Was that, was that with a more of a focus on one or the other, or was it, again, equal kind of spread it was um not much drama Mm -hmm. and theater because i'm not sure that there was actually a a, a, like a theater department Mm -hmm. at the university there yeah so it was quite a bit of english lit and there was also because it was kind of like the humanities in general um so i did some history as well which i don't get the opportunity Mm. to do you know in in my in my undergrad degree um what else there was a few other things that were just a bit like some media and Mm. television and film which i'm really interested in as well Mm. So, yeah, it was really nice to actually, like, study a module mm. that I might not have been able to study yeah. in Birmingham. And what was it like being in Amsterdam? Was it, a cult- like, culture shock? Yeah. How different was it? I think at first, um, it was a little bit of culture shock. Not so much for, for me, maybe, but I, I had some friends. Mm. I had a friend from Mexico and I had a friend from Seattle. And I think my Mexican friend found it, a, obviously, oh, really? a really big yeah, culture yeah. shock compared to me. Um, but, uh, I mean, it wasn't too different I would say from obviously you know there are lots mm. of differences compared to the UK but um you know people can speak English as well yeah, so yeah. that was there wasn't like a language barrier mm. um and I did settle in quite easily mm. um I really really love living there it's quite a you know peaceful mm. place um but there were kind of cultural differences in terms of yeah. like things like humor and things mm. like just little things like that uh really different yeah but um, as a student, no, I think I kind of, yeah, I settled in well. There was this kind of um, organisation for international students or students from abroad and you were kind of put into mm-hmm. groups and there was activities in your first week. So you kind of got to know everyone. Oh, I remember doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's really good. I, I, you know, if it wasn't for that, um, for doing those activities, mm. and I wouldn't have met my friends. Yeah. And... Yeah, it was it was really really good. It really helped me settle in. Nice. You did your first degree, and then you went on to be a teaching assistant, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, so it was like an apprenticeship year. Cool. So it was kind of like you learn on the job mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I didn't um, come out with a teaching qualification yeah. at the end of it, but you kind of come out with the experience. Yeah, yeah. So if you were to do like a PGC mm-hmm. or something, you'd have um, that year. yeah, you'd have mm-hmm. that year of experience. So how did you go from being a teaching assistant to then thinking oh I think I'll see what else is out there you know was it specifically that you wanted to do an MA or was it just you wanted to get back a little bit more into theatre or how did that come about? Yeah so um, while I was a teaching assistant I was looking at you know lots of different courses online because I I knew that teaching wasn't for me but I was quite interested in like drama and education Mm -hmm. so maybe like theatre education yeah and also I've always quite liked the idea of of management mm-hmm. as well um so and I also want to go back into theatre mm-hmm. um massively really I, I like I liked education but I still felt from my background and from when I was growing up that's really where my passion mm-hmm. you know came from was, is to work in theatre so yeah I think I think I firstly actually looked at Royal Welsh College and the courses they did instead of looking for arts management oh, courses because okay, yeah. I'd always wanted to attend the college mm. like ever since I was a little girl I always wanted to go there and I was just curious if they had any other courses mm. that weren't specifically acting or music 
and then obviously I saw the arts management course and I wasn't planning on doing a master's really you know I thought I'd had my done my degree and mm. I just go straight into work but because it was so specialized and reading a description I thought that sounds mm. like exactly like you know what I'm interested in what I'd yeah. like to do in the future and then I applied mm. and, and yeah amazing so yes you come to the end of that time now mm-hmm. what I suppose you can do lots of different jobs with yeah. that qualification what so when you went in to do your arts management MA, was the idea of what type of job you wanted changed from when you started to now where you're almost at the end? Or is it kind of stayed the same? It's kind of stayed the same, but I've been kind of... I, I have thought about other possible um, careers that I probably would never have imagined mm-hmm. doing um, since studying. For example... Um, the fundraising module mm-hmm. I did quite well in a, a sponsorship pitch and um, then I thought well maybe you know I could go into fundraising mm-hmm. there's a potential there because I did quite well and then same with marketing as well I'd never really thought of going into marketing mm-hmm. but after doing the module and doing the assignment and getting some positive feedback mm-hmm. um, I have in my mind thought oh I could mm-hmm. potentially you know explore that a bit yeah. more but it's mainly stayed the same, so I kind of went in thinking that I would maybe um, get a job in outreach, mm. creative learning, um, but since learning a lot about access mm. and inclusion as well, I think that's, I mean, it's kind of linked, but yeah. it's also swayed me a little bit mm. to focus more on like community engagement, mm. maybe not so much education-based. Yeah. And do you see yourself in Wales? Because I think that's obviously a... I mean, I wonder how different it would be if you went to England or somewhere else and did a similar role. Yeah, I'd like to stay in, in Wales, especially because I can speak Welsh. Mm. I think, you know, that puts me an advantage um, straight away, really. And I'd love to be able to use my Welsh, mm. um, you know, when in, in a role because it's really important for me to keep mm. practising. I'm just worried <laughs> I'll just forget everything if I, uh, yeah. if I stop speaking it. Um so uh, yeah, and I really, really like the art scene in Cardiff as mm. well. And um, there's so much going on. I know I was gonna say you should check out Clarice's Twitter because <laughs> you do fair play. Every time you go see something, you do tweet about I it do. and say how much I you do. enjoyed or how much you enjoyed seeing a specific yeah. company. Or... Yeah, I try and see as much as I can, and I've loved that. Like living in Cardiff, I've loved just having access to like mm-hmm. so many different theatres and theatre companies and be able to see work. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was going once or twice a week to the theatre, mm. um, which I, I loved because I never really had that. I mean, it, I could go to the theatre, but it would be like, you know, at Christmas or yeah, something. Yeah. Or because I, I my home is in the valleys, mm. it wasn't always as easy to get to a theatre. Yeah. Um, so I've loved having that mm. kind of, just the, the choice as well. Yeah. And there's so much, like, stuff going on. And I try and see something different that I wouldn't usually yeah, yeah. see. And do you think it's important for young people going into the arts now to see as much theatre as possible? Or do you think it does it just help you, do you think, every day in your job, um, the more you see kind of thing? Yeah, I think it, it, it helps me in my job. Um, and also, you know, just to be aware of what companies mm-hmm. are out there. Um, and I wouldn't say, you know, maybe, maybe to network as well, potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, if you see a theatre company and you really admire their work, then you could always get in touch with them mm. and see if there's any opportunities or to maybe, you know, meet up with someone for a coffee mm. to discuss, you know, what they do. So for me, it was kind of a little bit to, to kind of 
get a general like idea of the art scene and, yeah. and what kind of companies uh, are working in South Wales. Mm. And um and yeah, just to for me then, you know, if ever I was to program any work in a theatre, what you know kind of thing I would like to see mm. as well. Yeah, I think especially as like if you're going into a management sort of mm. role or something like that, um, having a good yeah good head of what's going on in yeah. the area is really important yeah and I like to see anything new anything that's like kind of mm. new, new writing things like yeah. that as well I find really interesting mm. I like to support new writers mm. and things like that as well and new work yeah I think that's important and how has it been being a student for the second time around has it been different? It's been so different. <laughs> so different. <laughs> I think that's mainly to do with the fact that I was doing an undergrad mm-hmm. and now I'm doing a master's and the workload is completely different. Is but I think, yeah, mm. it's really intense. But I think going into a master's, you should know that and you should expect mm. that, you know, there's, it's going to be a lot of work. Because yeah. it's almost like three years condensed into mm-hmm. one year, really. And, um, yeah, so that was massively different you know mm. with my undergrad I'd be having like I don't know a few assignments well I don't know one assignment like maybe seven. less yeah it's completely changed I you know I feel I this year I felt so focused whereas obviously you know my undergrad mm. it was a lot more laid back yeah. and kind of I ha- had hardly any contact hours mm. whereas this time has been like you know in uni like nine to five um, with lectures all yeah. day which I never experienced really mm. during my undergrad yeah and do you think that's as well your age because obviously when you go first yeah especially you go to uni straight after school 18 year olds yeah. going off for the first yeah. time yeah my priorities have definitely <laughs> changed <laughs> I don't go out as much as I do and I honestly I really really did like the social aspect yeah. to uni with my undergrad I really really did like you know I was out quite a lot lots of groups of friends I joined lots of societies and mm. stuff like that whereas this time around I've not really had much time yeah. to kind of get involved maybe as mm. much as I would like to with the SU and stuff mm. but you know I've tried now and again yeah once in a blue moon yeah once in a blue moon <laughs> but I can yeah. drag myself out <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what I'm literally because yeah you, you are really really mm. like this, the workload is heavy yeah I can imagine I suppose your undergrad was more the creative aspect. Yeah. And this is more the planning side. Yeah. And I know for my brain that hurts more than the creative. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I yeah. much prefer coming and having a chat with people yeah. than, than going home and editing and like mm-hmm. doing the plan for the next yeah. sort yeah. of month or two. Um, so I said that's quite intense as well. Yeah, um, it is. Something mm. like document. It is. They are quite mm. um, big assignments and they seem to come one after the other mm. pretty quickly. And what would you, your ultimate project be then? Hmm. So if you could have an or an, an event or, you know, a day, what would the ultimate project be to make theatre or the arts more accessible for people? If you could imagine it, and there's no budget, okay, there's, there's no, no budget, budget, like, so there's, there's ultimate no budget. budget and wow, limited okay. money. So I would, obviously because that is the biggest factor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, always, always. Um, I think I would um get a really really big venue mm. and just invite everyone, just every, <laughs> everyone from the community, <laughs> every kind, everyone you know, all different social groups, all mm. different ages, everyone in, and just kind of have like a, just you know, everyone just to maybe give some feedback or to say what they would like mm. from the arts or just for people to talk and yeah. I think 
just basically have like a massive like cup of tea day yeah yeah Yeah. and just to get people meeting new people Mm. and just that kind of and then from that then taking all the feedback and everything and um kind of so kind of like an open day an open day and yeah and for them to make it theirs as well and Mm. you know like more of a community hub and somewhere that they feel they have ownership of as well what do you think then is some of the biggest barriers for people coming to a theatre let's just a theatre yeah. for example because at the minute we're in a theatre um, yes. what do you think are the biggest barriers um, I think that some people think the theatre's not for them mm. because uh, they might think it's too expensive yeah. they might think that a particular type of you know you have to be a particular type of person mm. to go to the theatre that could do with your class your yeah. age um, you know your race it could be yeah. anything related to that um, I think it's a case of getting here as well, actually yeah. physically, you know, getting through the door and whether that's in terms of transport, mm. you know, if you live further away, and especially if you've got like a big family or something, yeah. then it's paying for train ticket or bus ticket or, you know, mm. getting everyone together in the car. Um, and then maybe if you were out, you know, an older person, it's a case of you maybe can't, you know, yeah, can't get just get on the bus yeah. and, and stuff like mm. that. So I think... They are the main things, I think it's, yeah, maybe price kind of getting here and then thinking that it's not for you, mm. probably as well. Yeah, it's interesting you were saying about people not feeling that they, that the arts for them, like whether it's theatre, museums, I don't know, even concerts sometimes, mm-hmm. um, because I was watching Queer Eye the other day, um, I and I think it's in the first season actually. And there was a great episode where they took the family to the theatre at the end. Right. And oh, yeah. yeah I saw, I've seen, seen that. that one. And basically, they just said, what do I wear? Like, that was just yeah. like a simple thing of like, yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. in this place. Yeah. Um, I do think it stops. and it, Because I've grown up in the theatre, and I'm sure you've, yeah, you've same, gone to the yeah. theatre since you were a kid, yeah. I've never thought about it and... Yeah, it's just, I find that really, really interesting. That if yeah. you can just make people feel like you can come in trainers and jogger or whatever. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, whatever. of course, there's, is... there's, there's different occasions. But I do think these days, you could go to the theatre wearing whatever you want. Yeah, you absolutely. could go in a ball dress or you could go in your active way. Yeah. As I read today. You can't No, I completely agree, you know. There are these, I don't know, people think there's like, oh, this one's yeah. socially acceptable and one's not. I would just want to break mm. those down and be like, it doesn't matter, yeah. you know, what you're wearing, what you look like, nothing. Mm. Like, that shouldn't matter. You're here to mm. experience art. And, you know, watching theatre for me when I was growing up had such an impact on yeah. me in my life that I think everyone should be able to have the same yeah. experience. Like, why, you know, everyone mm. should experience the same yeah. thing, really, in the world. I thought I was. I saw another thing the other day. Actually, it was amazing. Um, the BBC. I don't know. If it's, oh, the BBC Orchestra, or I can't remember who. An orchestra. They do relaxed performances, yeah, yeah. but they do them around the country, and they do the exact same songs, exact same pieces, exact same everything mm-hmm. that they would. They just wear like a logo t-shirt with a logo on. Yeah. The kids can clap along to the yeah. rhythm of the song and you yeah. know and they do little t- tutorials where they introduce the instruments yeah so yeah. between each pit they'll go right you're going to hear the piccolo is going to play mm-hmm. a really high bit here or the the i don't know the bass is going to play this bit and then they yeah. get to hear it before like okay listen out for those bits in the song yeah um i think it's really great because 
I think, like I said, I think that is the thing, is the scared, and I think parents especially probably yeah. are scared of bringing yeah. their kids because yeah. they think, oh my God, is he going to run around? Is he going to do, which I've heard from a lot of parents. And there are great relaxed performances mm-hmm. yeah. these days. Still, obviously, so much more to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, because sometimes it is one relaxed performance out of a show that's on for 40 days. Yeah, yeah. Great, but what if they, people can't come to that one day? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It does become a problem. It does become a problem. And I think, you know, obviously, again, is 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 not good to go back to mm. this, but, you know, people do think about money and the budget yeah, and all 100%. we can't afford, but, like... You know, it shouldn't... Mm. I know, it's that thing. I love that museums are free. Yeah. I think that's the greatest thing Mm -hmm. ever. And I still think people don't take advantage of that. But again, I think then that comes down to something different. That comes down to people not feeling that they fit in that place. Yeah. so it's not, you've got a lot of work to do then. I know, there is so much to be done. There is so much. But, you know, if I can commit my career to Mm. working on it, you know, to open it to everyone, then I will do that. That is kind of... That really is what drives mm. me, you know. I don't want to work in this industry, you know, to become famous or yeah, to earn yeah. lots of money. Nothing like, you know, I that's kind of why I would like yeah. to work in the arts is to make it accessible for everyone. Yeah. I think we should move on to talk about your placement. So okay. at the minute... You are on placement at the Sherman Theatre. I am. And we are at the Sherman today, so I do apologise if anybody's heard any drilling in the background. <laughs> the Sherman have been very lovely in letting us uh, come and record here. Yeah. But there has been a lot of drilling today. I think they're <laughs> building some sets for their Christmas shows. Yes. <laughs> which is very, which are very exciting. Yeah. So yeah, so your placement, you've been here for now for three weeks? It's four, I think. Four. Yeah, so halfway, halfway mm. through. And how's it been so far? really good yeah fantastic yeah um, I feel like I've settled in nice um, it's a really nice working environment and I'm working with the Shoe and Five team um, yes. specifically and mm. um, do you want to explain a little bit what Shoe and Five is yeah. just if anybody doesn't know yeah so Shoe and Five um, it's kind of like a membership scheme mm-hmm. um, for people again it's kind of to do with you know access mm-hmm. to theatre so um you know you can get like discounted tickets and mm-hmm. um, to see shows if you become a member and um transport can be arranged mm-hmm. for you things like that basically Schumann five will do anything they can to help like to you know yeah. to to make your trip to the theatre possible mm-hmm. and introducing new people that's the thing yeah. that's the key thing yeah so yeah introducing like, you've never been audiences. before yeah yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah just making it you know open to everyone mm-hmm. really Awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I that's kind of why, you know, we did get to choose where we might want to go on yeah. placement. So Shimon Five, you know, was not was my kind of my first choice just because of the work that yeah. Shimon Five does. I think it's amazing. I think, you know, we can all learn from it and like other mm. organisations could probably like learn a lot as well mm. from what Shimon Five do and kind of adopt their own maybe. Mm. Because it's in its fifth year now, it's come to the end of its yeah, fifth year. End of its fifth um, year. So it's developing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we've because got more funding, funding yeah, yeah from Paul Hamlin Foundation yeah. which is fantastic so yeah I'd be interested to see kind of where that takes mm-hmm. Human 5 and and the the new the new projects mm-hmm. and things that will unfold because obviously we've got more funding yeah. which is fantastic so you've been here for three weeks now you've got uh, four weeks sorry you've got four mm-hmm. weeks left yeah and you're heading up your own project I am yes um how is that uh, nervous <laughs> nervous and I'm really excited as well. I feel really lucky that mm. I've been given um the chance to actually you know have my own project mm. and to take ownership over something, 
not only because I'll be able to see like an end goal and I'll be able to see like a finished mm. not a product but you know a yeah, finished yeah, finish like yeah day yeah. yeah you know and um so that's yeah and we feel really lucky mm. that I've been given that opportunity um so what five. is so what is the project so it's four shim and five yeah it's four shim and five it's an event that will be taking place on the 4th of July which is a Thursday and it'll be taking place like in the morning afternoon and it's a script in hand reading of the play the Yalta game by Brian oh. Friel nice yes and um there'll be a post-show Q&A with the nice. actors and the director and um some refreshments and mm-hmm. things like some tea and coffee and biscuits and mm. um, yeah so and it's targeted to sort of 60 plus isn't it yeah that's your yeah, audience yeah 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 targeted towards them um, older people mm-hmm. yeah. yeah why did you pick specifically that age group was um i just i think that um you know it's important that older people feel included mm. and are valued and yeah. feel that like they have a place in society that they're not kind of you know you know, just, I don't know how to, yeah, yeah no, like it's, kind of, it's, it's interesting you say that, um, my grandfather, um, before he passed away last year, uh, he lived two streets away from an old people's home, yeah, and there was a bus that took them up there, it was, it's only two streets away, but for an eight-year-old, like, yeah. two streets away is far, like, yeah, it, it was, is, it was yeah. probably actually about half a mile, yeah, um, so they had a bus, the council had a bus that would run, up there every day every Wednesday or something and they'd have dinner yeah. and they'd go take them home but it stopped oh no and it honestly deteriorated so much yeah um, because even though it was once a week yeah they used to go once a week have his dinner I think they'd go up at about 11 come back about 2 and it just breaks up people's day and it just yeah. a chance to talk to people the yeah. same age yeah um, just like that sense of community isn't it, it yeah it absolutely so much yeah. Um, but it did it, it was dramatic the change yeah um, so I think it's such a massive it's so important thing. it is mm. so important and that's part of the reason why you mm. know um, we're doing the event is to is to try and reduce you know those feelings of, of mm. isolation and loneliness that some older people mm. people feel um, so we just want people to come and socialise yeah. maybe just meeting someone new maybe mm. you know because we are trying to bring different groups together yeah. as well so talk us through the day um, okay. So people should arrive about half past ten? Yeah, I would say arrive at around half ten because you will have some pop-up stores mm. um, in the foyer from different organisations. Mm. So who's come in so, so far? So know? far we've got Men's Sheds Cymru. Oh, what's that about? So, Men's Sheds Cymru? Yeah, <gasps> so it's like um, there's amazing. different groups. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it is yet, it's just like sheds, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're like yeah like social groups really mm. across I think they're obviously across mm. Wales and there's a few groups in Cardiff and um yeah and then kind of I think part of it is they kind of like they actually do like build things build, and yeah. sheds and you know they and but more is more to do obviously with socializing yeah yeah but you get to compare sheds I yes imagine, yes the fanciest sheds yes. the best painted that yeah. sounds amazing though yeah, okay. yeah. so, so we've so got shed, sheds for men Was yeah that men song? sheds Cymru men sheds <laughs> me sheds for men <laughs> or men yeah men sheds, men sheds Cymru okay um, yeah who else we've got care and repair Cardiff cool. which is kind of like services um, to help repair mm-hmm. things in your house and oh, nice. things That's like good. that um, we've got Cardiff and Vale Credit Union cool 
We've got um, RNIB, so Royal National Institute for the Blind, mm-hmm. and Cardiff Na- uh, Institute for the mm-hmm. Blind as well. Fab. And we've also got Age Connects Cymru. Mm-hmm. And is that, is that fine? It so far? Yeah, I, I think that was it so far. Track. Sorry, I was just enjoying okay. the sheds for men again. So yeah. Men sheds can Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to speak to them. Yeah. <laughs> no, it sounds but I think that's the thing as well. It's having a place for people to become aware yeah. of what is in the community. Yeah, absolutely. So people arrive half past ten because all these pop-ups, so they're yeah. going to have tables each and you can go and chat to them yeah. um, and find out what they're about. I imagine people just be mingling. In yeah, the be mingling. You can maybe they've... get a cup of tea or you yeah. can get your seat early if you like, you know, mm-hmm. in the studio. And then at 11 o'clock, then the script uh, or the play reading mm-hmm. um, will start. And that will be about 45 minutes. Cool. And then it'll be like a 10 minute break, maybe again, like a toilet break, yeah. or to grab another cup of tea or coffee. And then there'll be the post-show Q&A Fab. with the two actors and the director. Brilliant. So an opportunity for everyone mm. to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then after the Q&A, every, well, each person from every like um, group mm-hmm. or organisation will kind of say a few words about cool. them, why they're here, what they do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then again, people are free to kind of leave the studio and, and look at the stalls again and mingle. Oh, so, nice. yeah. And that finishes about one then? Yeah, that finishes around one o'clock. Oh, grill. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And so sorry. the play, no, no, I was going to say, so the play, what uh, what play have you chosen? Is it chosen specifically for this audience or is it? Yeah. Um, well, the director um, actually loves this play. Mm-hmm. He he was the one who recommended What's it to me. What's it called sorry. It's called The Yalta Game cool. by Brian Friel. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a sh- so we were looking at obviously shorter plays yeah. and plays with um you know a few characters mm-hmm. and something that could be performed without having to have lots of visual and like yeah. set and costume and mm-hmm. something that could be kind of done mm-hmm. in like almost like a radio style mm-hmm. way like a radio play yeah yeah um it's a really lovely play it's really light hearted mm-hmm. you know nothing too heavy and intense but there's also lots to talk about yeah. in a post show Q and A. So I kind of, without giving too much away, yeah. <laughs> it's about um, a man, you know, he sat in the city and he's people watching. Mm. So he sees all these people in the city and he makes these back stories up for oh, them. Okay. So he's kind of imagining what their lives are like. Mm. And and then this young, pretty young lady comes and sits <laughs> next to him and they get chatting. Mm. And I suppose you can perhaps maybe guess what where's Where's going to go with it? <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a kind of like a, what's going to happen, mm. big question at the end about about um yeah what will happen mm. so we kind of end it on a bit of a cliffhanger yeah it's a bit of a cliffhanger mm. so um but yeah it's a really really nice play yeah. is there anything you'd anything you'd want people to know before they come yeah. just to put people at ease if they're thinking mm-hmm. about it or yeah absolutely and so um transport can be arranged cool um for um audience members so if they're worried about maybe getting mm. to the sherman um, we can arrange taxis for them um, to and from the mm-hmm. Sherman as well, so they get back home safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's around, you know, is it matinee or early morning? Well, it's late morning, you know, early afternoon performance mm-hmm. as well, so there's no worries about kind of leaving yeah. the house late at night yeah. or in the evening or anything like that. Um, it's £2.50 oh. um, for a ticket, but that can be a pay on the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to, um, you know, pay online or, no. or anything like that in advance. Um, we do recommend that you maybe reserve a ticket in advance, mm-hmm. but that can be done either through me or through the Shimon mm-hmm. website. 
but yeah, pay on the day, you know, £2.50 mm-hmm. in cash. That's... Can they ring box office? Yeah, they can also ring box office wow. if they'd like, yeah. What I'll do, I'll put the number um, yeah. underneath this podcast so people yeah. can ring in if they want Fab. to ring. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know who the age... Um, group listening to the podcast are but if you know of anyone I'd say yes. spread the word because yeah, it does sound like absolutely. an amazing day I think I might even come yeah. just to have a little mingle come along. and yeah. I'd say nobody worry about you don't have to ask a question because that's always my fear with the yeah, Q&A yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know <laughs> you feel like oh gosh I didn't prepare, prepare my five questions um I, love- <laughs> I, I I know I know the director and yeah. I feel like he'll be able to uh talk his way through absolutely. anything so I wouldn't worry <laughs> and I have lots of questions prepared. so are you going to be hosting I will be hosting the Q&A, the Q&A which again is you know one of the first times I'll be doing something like <gasps> yeah. that so it's really good experience mm. you know um so I'm really looking forward mm. to that yeah it's all I'm just trying to you know challenge myself mm. and push myself or not you know kind of just jump into yeah. whatever I can and um well I think it's your event I feel like you should yeah, have a little well, <laughs> chance to chat to everybody yeah. and see what they think yeah is that the bit you're most nervous about yeah probably that mm. and also just you know hopefully mm. everything will run quite smoothly yeah. um but you know it is an event I've kind of worked in, in events before and mm. you know things don't always go to plan yeah and that's something that you just have to kind of be open to mm. and and you know just able to fix on the day just to not have like high expectations yeah. that it will go perfectly because that you know is quite unrealistic mm. it may not there might be little problems here and there that yeah. arise but you know it can be fixed and what are you looking forward to most about the event i think i'm looking forward to meeting everyone mm-hmm. um you know i've been speaking to a lot of people either from organizations or from different social groups mm. or you know, potential audience members so just to put like the face to a name yeah you know yeah, that yeah. kind of thing and um yeah just meeting people and socializing and just just hopefully like looking on and hoping that every you know and seeing everyone chatting yeah. and that'll be really like fulfilling for me to yeah. see that you know everyone's socializing and mm. that um people are happy and enjoying themselves mm. that's what i'm looking forward to awesome okay so we're going to end the podcast now. Okay. Um, and we're going to get you to finish three sentences. Okay. Uh, first thing that pops into your head. Okay. We'll see what you come up with. Okay. Okay. So, the first sentence is, the highlight of my job is? The highlight of my job is meeting people and kind of speaking to the community. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, really enjoy going out and... And, and meeting people really, mm. and and socialising, and just 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 getting to know members of the community. That's that's for me so far has been my highlight. Going out to speak to people. Nice, good. Yeah. I like that one. No, no, no it's good. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, number two. In five years' time. So in five years' time, I would like to be here in Cardiff, mm-hmm. working in a theatre, working on. Access and inclusion, of course. <laughs> I'd also like to have a kitten. Oh, nice, yeah. Yes, and um, I'd like just to be happy. Oh, yeah, I like that. Hopefully. Yeah. That leads us on well to our last sentence, which is, mm-hmm. I'm happiest when. And oh. that could be life or job or, you know. I'm going to go with life. Yeah. And yeah. at the moment, I'm most happiest when I'm, uh, I'm watching RuPaul. Yes, RuPaul. I've got a cup of tea nice. and some chocolate <laughs> and I'm catching my cat. That's what nice. I'm most happiest. 
Amazing. Thank you so much no for problem. coming today. Mm-hmm. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much. A huge thank you to Karis for being my guest this week. I love talking about her project with her. If you want to go, I will post the address, the link to the Sherman website at the bottom of this description. It'll also be on all of our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our website, haveanothercuppa.wordpress.com. So check it out on there. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be an absolutely brilliant day. I'd also like to say a huge thank you to the Sherman Theatre for letting us record there last week and a huge thank you to Joshua David Bartholomew for doing our music for us. I hope you all enjoyed. If you have, let us know, send us a message, leave a review and remember to subscribe. Bye!